You're listening to Devotions with Pastor Daniel Williams, taken from the Redemption Church YouTube channel. Well, hey everyone, today I want to give you some encouragement from God's Word in Psalm 139. It's more of a statement and a topic, uh, which is you can't hide from God. You can't hide from God. Now listen, at first, this actually seems a little discouraging and even frightening, uh, this statement of you can't hide from God. But hang in there as we study God's Word. I want to show you how this truth, how you can't hide from God, can actually help your life, can encourage you today. Now we get this truth from Psalm 139, verses 1 through 6. This is King David writing this psalm uh, to the choir master to have people uh, sing this truth, which means David wants God's people, uh, you and I, to sing this truth, to know this truth. And it reads like this, verses 1 through 6. To the choir master of Psalm of David, O Lord, you have searched me and know me. You know when I sit down, when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from afar. You search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, behold, O Lord, you know it all together. You hem me in behind and before and lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high and I cannot obtain it. Obviously, there's more to this psalm, but it's a short, brief devotion. And I just wanted to bring this truth. You can't hide from God. David makes it clear that, that you can't hide from God, that he knows everything about us. And, and when we go right or when we go left, he's with us. God knows everything about us, and he loves us. Now, this truth wasn't just for the Israelites and the people of the Old Testament, but it's for us. We know in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 13, it says that no creature is hidden from God's sight, but all are naked and exposed in the eyes of the Lord who must give an account. We have to give an account for uh, who we are and what we do. God sees everything. God sees everything. Now this can be the discouraging part uh, where our flesh and sin come in and can bring condemnation. You see, we can't hide from God. He knows everything about you, all your flaws, your sins, your imperfections. And I, I think that we don't realize how much we actually hide ourselves from people at times. Now, obviously, we hide ourselves uh, with clothing. We're not walking around naked, right? Uh, we hide ourselves in other ways, though, hiding our character, not just our physical body, but our personality even at times, just to be accepted. You know, we don't say everything that we think. At least we shouldn't, right? We don't post everything that uh, happens in our life. Uh, we don't confess everything that we think about to people. Why? Well, it's because it's not wise or even normal to expose everything about us to everyone. Uh, that would be abnormal behavior to let everyone know everything that's on our mind and really sometimes not appropriate. Uh, they could take advantage of us. Just imagine them doing this live devotional if I just started sharing my social security number, my, um, I don't know, my license uh number. All this sensitive information to people, maybe it's not wise for me to do that. And so there is some safeguards of not sharing everything with everyone unless there's trust. Now we as human beings, we're flawed and other people are flawed. And so when you reveal too much, uh, man, they could take advantage. They could... Um, they could hurt us. Uh, it could actually hurt us giving out a whole bunch of information. Uh, but it's not like that with God. And an example of this is 
marriage. When we have a very tight, intimate relationship with someone and we're close and there's trust and love, we share more of ourselves. Some of you guys, you have my cell phone number. You can call me, which actually I forgot to put my phone on silent right now, so I hope that no one does call me. But when we trust someone, uh, it's a good thing because we're able to open up. And in marriage, we see this. We see this because marriage, you're supposed to have intimacy, closeness, um, both physical, but spiritual and emotional as well. You see, in marriage, you have a covenant to love one another despite despite your flaws. Uh, so there's trust and there's love to reveal more of who you are and not be rejected. This is why marriage is hard at, time, at times because, man, when you um, have two people coming together in a relationship, they're both imperfect people. And although they love each other, uh, there's going to be some friction at times. Uh, this, But it's really hard to hide who you are with your spouse. Uh, for example, uh, my laziness gets me in a lot of trouble when I don't want to do the dishes or put away the dishes or clean out the, uh, the garage or do these certain things around the house. If I'm lazy, I can't hide that from my wife and she notices it and it, it affects her. Or when I smack uh, at the dinner table, uh, these type of things uh, reveal my flaws and it's hard to walk in a relationship revealing these things if there's not love. Love covers a multitude of sin, and Laura loves me a lot, and so that love covers a lot of my flaws, and vice versa. And we love each other, and we grow together. Being uh, in a marriage relationship, man, we we actually can actually help us improve uh, our character flaws because in love, in this covenant, we can see those things and we can do better. Now, here's the cool thing: being in a covenant relationship with God is even better than in a covenant relationship with your wife or your husband. Now, this isn't blasphemy. Just calm down. Hold up. I love my wife. It's amazing. But the Bible refers to God as being perfect. And Laura, my wife, is not perfect. And so uh, Jesus is often referred to as a groom or a, and we're his bride. It's a relationship, a covenant that we're in. And the beautiful thing is it, Jesus is perfect. When you have a covenant in marriage, you have two imperfect people and there's friction. But Jesus, he loves us unconditionally. We can truly be ourselves and find intimacy in God. You see, he's the groom and we're the bride. And through the gospel of Jesus Christ, we have a loving relationship, a whole bunch of trust and, and, and love. But it's not based on our efforts because it's based on God, his efforts, and he's perfect. It's better than marriage because our relationship with God is perfect and it's based on his covenant and his performance, not ours. And so that means I could truly be myself before God, flawed, imperfect, and there's always love. There's always forgiveness. There's always acceptance. It's based off of his behavior, his character, his perfect love. This is why God told Abraham in Genesis 7-7, I will establish my covenant between me and you and your offspring after you. God wants us to remember that we have this covenant in him through Jesus and the work that he did on the cross by shedding his blood. And so that love is constant. It doesn't change. It's perfect to us from God. This is why in a marriage covenant, you can have a divorce and there's Divorce is rampant nowadays. People break that covenant. But God said he will never break the covenant uh, from his son to you. Uh, Ephesians 2, 12 through 13. Remember that you were at a time separated from Christ, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers to the covenant of the promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Jesus Christ, you who once were far off have been brought near 
by the blood of Christ, which means the covenant is not based on our imperfection, but it's based off of God's perfect righteousness, his blood, and there is no changing in that. And you see, even in marriage, there may be a divorce, but truly when you abide in Christ and you have that covenant with him, man, nothing can separate you from that love. God is so different. There is so much better. And so in Christ, I don't need to hide my flaws. I, I could truly be myself and my sin could be forgiven and I can actually find rest and just ah, relax with God because he's perfect and he forgives. He sees everything about us, all our flaws, our imperfections, and the judgment, the price of sin was placed on Jesus on the cross and now we could truly be ourselves and find forgiveness and love in him 24-7, every day of the week. We can't hide anything from God. And so we could be ourselves from God and just accept his love. And that's relieving. That should relieve you and I because, man, we mess up. We're flawed. We're imperfect. But God loves us despite ourselves, right? God sees everything about us and still loves us and cares about us. And this is why it's such an encouragement where David says, hey, I, I, want, you to, I want you to sing this truth that you can't hide from God, that you could do Everything and anything that's even imperfect, what's good, what's bad, what's even ugly, and God still loves us. Maybe this is why David wanted the choir to sing this truth, to get into our hearts. As we sing this beautiful truth over and over again, we start to realize we could have intimacy with God and we don't have to perform to God. That's the beautiful thing about prayer. Through the gospel, we can now go boldly before the throne room of God with um his mercy and his grace because we can just be ourselves and just have intimacy and talk with God. And, and that's what you see in the Psalms, a lot of struggle back, uh, back and forth of David really truly being himself, even sometimes questioning God because he knows he can't hide from God so he could be himself. And so we celebrate God's love through this promise. And maybe this is why David, uh, later on in that Psalm, he wrote this in Psalm verses, uh, verse 17 and 18 of the Psalm 139. He said, how precious to me are your thoughts, O God. How vast is the sum of them. If I count them, they are more than the sand. I awake and I am still uh, with you. God is with you 24-7, seven days a week, anywhere and everywhere, even knows all the deep hidden things in your heart. Let that be an encouragement. If you have a covenant with God, if you accept his grace in your life, then you are forgiven it's over. God unconditionally loves the world and all we have to do is receive that covenant by faith, trusting in God, starting a relationship with him, and we can be forgiven for all of our sins. He loves everyone unconditionally, but when we enter into a covenant with him, man, he is not going to break that bond. His blood is shed, was shed for you and for me so we can enjoy this truth. There is no longer judgment on you today. Jesus took that judgment and now we have his righteousness and we're in relationship with God. And when we sin, that relationship actually causes us to go to God to ask for forgiveness. This is the good news. It is the gospel. Enjoy this relationship today. You can't hide from God. He is with you, not based on your behavior, but based on him. It's by God's grace. And so be excited about that. Be encouraged. Continue to confess your sin. Go to God. Find forgiveness and enjoy the intimacy you have in Christ through the covenant of the gospel, this good news that he loves you and he died for you and he's going to give you eternal life when you put your faith 
in him. And so I hope that was an encouragement for you today. Man, keep on reading Psalm 139. It's powerful. You can do about five devotionals just from that Psalm alone. But I wanted just to give you that word of encouragement and that Bible study from Psalm 139, one through six. You can't hide from God. If this was an encouragement to you, feel free to share it. Share a link on your social media. Give it a comment, a like, subscribe, and we'll continue to be sharing God's word with you weekly. God bless you guys.